Hey everybody, welcome to LOA Podcast. This is our second podcast and we're your hosts, Chris and Nicole DeVenke. And we're so excited that we get to share with you uh, just what we do in life. You know, the purpose of the podcast is to love one another. That's the whole thing. And there's several different ways you can love one another. And I look at it as an exciting conversation starter. And this is a question I have for my beautiful, amazing co-host slash wife slash mother of my children. Um, how do you love? Others. Love one another. No, how do you love? <laughs> how do you, how do you, how do you love? <sighs> hmm. I would say for me, wow, that's a, such a, such a broad question. <laughs> I feel like, how do I love? I mean, I think my first response is like very, very, very deeply. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. very, 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 very. I'm not just deep. I'm ultra deep. Um, yeah, I mean, I love and I feel like I love with purpose. I feel like when I love someone, um, there's a decision that happens in me that says that, hey, like, I love this person. You're like under my wing and I kind of want to be their champion. What do you mean? Whether we're friends, whether it's you, whether it's our kids, whether it's um, a boss. When I say champion, I mean, I really love to serve people. I love to bring the best out of them. Like, I, I love to help you and what you're doing. I love to help our kids, the people at our church that are on our serve team. I love helping develop their gifts and talents. And I love it when other people are flourishing. And that is part of my love language. Even at work with my brother and my dad um, and my mom, you know, I think about all my relationships and... I'm a helper and I like to see people succeed and it is part of my love language. Mm. I think. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure actually. <laughs> I, what about you? When I look at you and how you love. Oh, you're talking about me, not you. <laughs> I got to ask the first question. Um, when I look at love or you loving somebody, I look at you as like a gardener. And I really picture the the people in your life that have gotten to a place where they're so important that you put time into them. And you fight fiercely for the relationship. You're willing to have uncomfortable conversations to protect it if weeds get in. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes weeds get really close to the plant or the fruit that you're trying to, to grow protect, and cultivate. Yeah. And you got to be careful how you pull the weed out because you don't want to damage the thing you're trying to save yeah you, so you got to be careful and i think that's how you live a life with great um illustration to me on how you love oh. i think you love well i think uh if somebody it, like you said if they're in that your little garden box of love like yes. you're gonna protect it if you're, you're in my circle it, <laughs> but you're gonna be um not, not aggressive, but you will be like, hey, this we need to deal with something. Yeah. And I love that about you. And when I look at love for me, like how do I love? Yeah. Things that are important to me, if I love somebody, I put them literally above all, all things of importance. 
So, like, if you call me and I'm in a meeting, yeah. I'm going to answer the phone for you. I could be at any meeting and I'm calling, or you call me and I'm answering the phone. I'm like, hey, okay? And mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, it's great. I love that you call me. <laughs> but go. I'm in a meeting. <laughs> yeah, I got to go. I love you. Making sure you're all right. And the right. same with some friends. I've had friends in the past. I remember one time I had a friend of mine and he called me in the middle of the night. I think it was like 1045, 11 o'clock. It's like, I got to talk to you. And I had to fly out in the next morning at 6.30 a.m. And I ended up going, we met at my office, we were there talking, chatting, and I was there with him for probably two hours. And wow. finally I was like, I gotta go. Yeah. And I missed my flight the next day. Mm-hmm. It cost me several hundred dollars to be a friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes being a friend is expensive, but one thing that hurt me and what I wanna talk about is realizing or being aware when you're not in somebody's garden, like yeah. you're in your garden. How do you know you're not in someone's garden? Yeah. And yeah. I think, and unfortunately, we've kind of been through that uh, in some of our relationships mm. to where we realized We were like that, a hanging plant on the side yeah. next to the garden, but, but no, we weren't allowed in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and we were like the succulents, you know, yeah. they got stuff out of us. We're cool to say, hey, we're friends. But when we needed the, the, care we didn't get it Mm. and it really rocked us and sometimes and and we're just chatting today uh sometimes it's important to know sooner than later actually i believe all times important to know sooner than later if you're in somebody's garden are you somebody that is always giving and you can't take because they don't let you take right being in a relationship is about taking you know being in a relationship where you love another human being is where you can have the right to take what you need in moments. Giving and taking. Yeah, it's, it's giving and taking, but so many people focus on the giving side of love that they don't focus on the taking side of love. And it's healthy to, receive. to take. To receive, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's healthy to take, like, say, hey, I need five minutes. I need 20 minutes. I need a friend right now. It's yeah. healthy to say, to take somebody's time. It's healthy to, to take somebody's focus it's healthy to say, I need focus right now on me. You know, another thing. Obviously, with respect, I just want to pause there because some people, you know, if you don't have healthy boundaries, we're talking about relationships here, but if you don't have healthy boundaries, then there is a very unhealthy type of taking. Oh. But there is also a really beautiful type of taking that, just like the Father with our relationship with God, a lot of us don't step into or activate or partake in or take, like Chris is saying, um, the parts of the relationship that God has designed for us to be a blessing to us. Mm -hmm. And we neglect them, we avoid them, it's uncomfortable for us. Um, Or we go into the relationship with God and he's a genie to us and we're just taking in an unhealthy way without reverence or respect or boundary. And that's the same thing with friendships. You know, it is important to take, but in a healthy place. You know, I have been in situations, and I just want to give an example. Um, I've been in situations where I have a, she's my best friend, you know, sometimes if I need something, you know, and I, this is actually pretty recent too, so this is terrible. But um, I, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know, whatever. (laughs) But I needed, I really was overwhelmed. I was stressed out. I had seen her 
um, real quick to just do something. And even when I saw her, she asked me how I was doing. I was like, actually, I'm really stressed out. I'm not doing good. And like my hands were shaking. And I was just like, I couldn't find like peace. And I was just like, there was just so much busyness going on in my life. And, um, and then when we were done with whatever that was, I just kind of jumped to the next thing. But I, you know, I was so tense that I had a hard time relaxing around her and like reaching out to her for help. So I had a bunch of things that I needed to do and somebody had suggested, well, why don't you just call her and ask for help and see if she'll help you out. And she even offered that day when she knew I was stressed out. She's like, hey, you know, tomorrow I have the day off. Why don't I come and help you out? If you need my help, I could totally help you out. And in my head right away, I was like, nope. I had completely like said, no, I'm not going to take your day off and make you help me because I'm stressed out. Like, no, you're stressed out. You need to take this day. So I rationalized in my head why I shouldn't accept her friendship because she's too busy and I didn't want to be a burden on her. But she was trying to offer me help and and encouragement and security and friendship and lightening it up. And, and like, I, I use this example like quite often. They've done a study, or actually they did a study with monkeys. And listen, if you love monkeys and animals, so do I. So this is kind of sad, but it is a um, very, you can learn from this. So they took a monkey, they put the monkey in um, an atmosphere that the monkey was completely stressed out. They stressed the monkey out on purpose. And uh, the monkey came out, was totally stressed out and really did not like the atmosphere, right? So then the next day they did the same thing, but they put a friend in there with the monkey, another monkey, and they were being stressed out just as much as they were the day before. But because there was a friend in there, the monkey exhibited 50% less stress just by having a friend with them. And so like, you know, just like Chris is saying is like, that was very healthy for me to accept her help. And it was very healthy for me to call her and say, hey, actually, I'm going to take you up on that. Could you help me out? But I had like disqualified it. I minimized it. I didn't value that part of our friendship that is healthy for me to receive. So, you One know. One thing I want to say is that sometimes in relationships, you value, you devalue yourself in the relationship of what you need. Yeah. And you value what somebody else needs as greater. Yes. Than. So you take joy of helping somebody out and being there for you. But you also get in a little bit of position of pride where it's like, I don't need your help. And what happens is you devalue the relationship because what you're saying is, is that you have more together than they do. And friendships should be literally in life to together. That we're together, we're growing each other up, we're growing with each other. And that's a lot of times why friendships end up failing is because people grow in different directions in different areas. Things that were used to be a huge priority when we're younger, you know, you go to college, uh, top priority in college is like, oh, meet new people, hang out, mm -hmm. have a great time. Uh, second priority in college for most people is like, then I got to study. Third priority is like, hopefully I graduate. No, just kidding. <laughs> but uh, what happens is, is that we end up devaluing or, or changing our values after college to where, hey, you know, we start growing up. I don't need to meet a bunch of new people now. I need to work and, and exercise the gifts and the talents and the, the, the academic, uh, academic uh, stewardship of what I've learned right. and really go to the next level. And I'm reminded of Jesus. And Jesus got great pleasure 
in serving God, but he got great pleasure from being there for people when they needed him. Absolutely. And Jesus, for the woman at the well, she was a woman that went up, and if you guys don't know the story, it's a great story. I'm going to kind of paraphrase here because we're running short on time. But the woman at the well came, and Jesus asked her for some water. And she asked, she told him, she's like, who are you to ask for me? Like, I don't know you. Right. Like, who do you think you are? And she was a Samaritan. He was a Jewish rabbi. So she, there was racial, racial tension, tension. Yeah. in that day and age. And she's like, what are you doing talking to me? Like, this is totally not the norm. And the interesting thing, what got Jesus there is that he was hungry and he sent all 12 of his disciples away to get him food. I don't know about you, but I have been known to eat a couple cheeseburgers, but I have never needed 12 people to go get me some food. So I think it's kind of funny. It's hysterical. It's, it's almost like Jesus <laughs> tells all the disciples, like, you all need to go get me some food because Jesus needed some He needed a break. Some me time, you know? Like, and it's healthy to get some me time. But in his me time, somebody comes to the well. A woman comes to yeah. the well, and this woman starts interacting with Jesus and it ends up that this woman believes that Jesus is uh, a prophet from God. She listens to Jesus. She goes and tells her town. And All about him. The after. disciples are like, hey, we brought you some food. And Jesus is like, I'm not hungry anymore. And they're like, did you have some <laughs> hidden food? And he goes, "My, I have hidden food that you don't know of. And what he meant by that is that he got sustenance off being there for somebody else yeah and sometimes our friends need to be in a position to be our friends to get what they're lacking at the moment yeah jesus is hungry in all natural uh circumstances he sh it's not like i'm hungry i don't know about you but i get hangry i'm not saying jesus would get hangry but if you're hungry and you're tired and you had a long day and you just want to unwind and relax Sometimes that's the best opportunity to be a friend and to get satisfied emotionally and spiritually being there for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is, is that don't rob somebody from feeding them while they're helping you. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by feeding them is that let them be a friend to you. Let them give you something. You take something that you need. This woman needed to hear what Jesus had to say. And by doing that, both are fed. Yeah. The not only was she blessed, the city was blessed. Yeah. Not only was she blessed, but Jesus was blessed. And he said this and it it's it's it rings in my ears. It rings in my mind. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Mm. And we look at the laborers like going in the mission field or doing something crazy for God, like, oh I gotta uh do these five different tasks or these several things i gotta give my life mm. and jesus referred to the harvest is plentiful but the labors are few he was sitting at a well asking for a drink yeah and it turned into something amazing yeah be willing to just in your life ask ask but also be ready to receive be ready to take something because you might be giving somebody else the opportunity to be a labor for God for you, a laborer of God for you. And I just think it's very important and very powerful that we have this mindset that there's time, there's 
there's seasons. There's times that we're going to be givers, and there's times that we have to be takers. And it's not a bad thing to be one or the other. Now, we shouldn't always be a taker, and we shouldn't always be a giver. We can't go in two different ditches, but we should always be ready to give when needed and to take when needed. You tried to talk yourself out of something that you needed. Hmm. And I guarantee you, because I know you when you hang out with your best friend, I guarantee you girls are like, why did we wait so long to do this? You know, like, because you both were refreshed Mm. because you both were meeting the needs of each other. Yeah. So that's all I got. That's pretty good. (laughs) Listen, I don't know what the next podcast holds but i know that we want to see you tuned in and i know that we're excited about everything that we're doing together and we hope you guys come along with us our goal is that you guys learn from us and with us how to love one another and how to be practical followers of jesus because i believe and i know you believe this jesus was very practical and I believe that we can all grow together. So let's love one another. Be blessed. Bye.